0: What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Club. There is no fucking chill welcome today because I'm fucking excited. (laughs) Mania levels are running (laughs) high. Wow. I um, I sent Alice a message this morning before she came over to record this saying, my ideas engine is running
1: hot this morning. And she's like, oh God, what does it mean? (laughs) No, I said, I'm... I'm both terrified and aroused, which, which is my natural state. <laughs> it's your
0: natural state and also exactly
1: what I was going for.
0: <laughs> now, I, sorry, we people know who we are. I'm Jessmy G. I'm joined by Alice Edie. We are the Imposter Syndrome Club and there's a very good reason why we are so
1: fucking excited. There's today. been so much work happening in the background and it's fucking cool. And we're going to tell you all about it right now.
0: Yeah, we are. So a couple of things. Number one. On the seventeenth of March at Federation Square at the Edge Venue, the Creative Business Summit run by Finders Keepers Market is happening, and we are super fucking excited to announce that we are their official podcast partner.
1: What? what? How legit is that? Also, this is in Melbourne. Just, just as an aside. Oh, thank you yes, for any non-Melburnians. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so it's going to be an awesome day all about creative business. Some of the speakers they've got there are absolutely incredible, uh, including friend of the pod, Dr. Marion Piper, who is amazing. Um, so we are going to be there. We're going to do a few interviews. We've got one today and one next week sometime with some of the speakers to give you a little taster of some of the awesome people that will be there pre-conference, we're also going to be speaking to a bunch of the speakers there on the day. We've got some really, really fun ideas of ways to connect with the community there too. We'll be doing some live stuff. We've got some secret
1: plans of really fun activities. <laughs> these are these are ideas that Jessamy had before I even woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's bad about that
0: though is that now I've peaked, so I'm I'm riding <laughs> I'm riding high now <laughs> at eleven
1: a.m. But by one p.m. I'll be like. I'm done. It's gonna be so, so fucking cool. And what I'm so excited about with the speakers is is it's a creative, it's a conference for creative entrepreneurs who work in ethical businesses. That's that's the broad kind of overview. But within that, they've got such a interesting, diverse, fascinating mix of humans doing cool stuff. Like I feel So often the word creative is alienating to people that feel like, well, I don't paint all day, yeah. so this is not for me. This is everyone from like, there are winemakers, there are people in fashion, there are people in media, magazines, actual uh, sort of visual artists. Like there's just a bunch of cool, interesting humans who make shit in the world.
0: Yeah, very much our people. So cool. I think one of the taglines on the website um, is about doing your, doing your own kind of business or doing your kind of business, which I thought was really lovely.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So that's that more, more to come. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on our socials at imposter pod is probably the best way to, um, keep an eye on that what we're going to be doing live. And if you're going to the summit, um, the ways in which you can connect with us both pre summit and
1: yeah. I was going to say, if you're in Melbourne, come hang out. It's going to be super fun. And yeah. I think it's the kind of place where people, it like self-selects for people that are makers and doers and who are curious about each other's practices. And it's just going to be a really fun day.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm, so happy. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm so excited. Bulletin number two. All right. <laughs> Do you, sorry, quick sidebar. I was thinking, about, I was thinking about this. Do you? So, when you were in primary school, or I guess high school, but for my memory is tying it to primary school, when you'd have like a school assembly, we had them once a week oh, and you do the
1: announcements. This is the stuff. This has strong <laughs> assembly energy. <laughs> also, the grade twos are going to be doing a performance on the hockey field.
0: <laughs> and there was always like, there was someone who would do the sports report. Like, Waddle Park Primary played. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Whatever. Deep
1: Dean primary. We won two to three in rounders. The under 11s won six, no, six. Well, I just fucking phased that entire thing I, I was like, absolutely don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think also, like, watching us
0: both struggle to come up with like how sports are scored.
1: <laughs> 10 points for sporting. Well, I don't. Did <laughs> you, you get a try?
0: Wattle Park won a sport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was your school really called Wattle Park? Yeah, oh Wattle park, my god. Yeah. Cute. It was a lovely school actually. It was so Aussie, Little yeah. Wattle Park.
0: Wattle Park. Well, Excuse it was next me. to a park that's called Wattle
1: Park. This was yeah. like my friend, my friend Alani who lived on Hill Hill Street and after knowing her for like 4 years, I was like isn't it crazy the way the road is called hill street and it's also on a hill like lol what are the odds and she just looked at me and in that moment I was like oh no oh no <laughs> oh Alice <laughs> I was like fucking imagine how awkward that would have been if it if it was just flat right She just like fucking get out go <laughs> <laughs> she was well within her rights. Oh my to god, kick you out at that, that thing where you, you know that feeling where like someone says something and then realizes in real time and then tries to pass it off as a joke, and it's everyone's like, worst. "Nah, mate, nah, nah,
0: nah, nah, nah." That's <laughs> when you're trying to catch the words as they come out of yeah. your mouth and put them back in, <laughs> <laughs> stuff them back in there. I was just kidding, you guys. Obviously, <gasps> I had a friend who worked at Target for like five years. And for some reason, it did not click in her head that the logo was a target. She's like, I don't know. It's just like two red circles. And I was like, and I was there when she had that moment of (laughs) realisation. And exactly that, like as it was coming out of her mouth being like, oh, Uh -oh. I've made a terrible
1: (laughs) mistake. Can I just say that I love following the assembly imagery. This Mm -hmm. would be like, you're in that assembly and midway through announcing the the netball results. That just gets fucking done. And I have a friend who works (laughs) at the the whole school just sitting there like, make it stop. (laughs) What the fuck is this?
0: Just tell us how many points you got in sports. I know, we haven't
1: even done our second announcement. I know, do you want to do it? Oh, I'm so excited. No, you do it. Okay. Okay. (laughs)
0: Well, our second very exciting announcement is that we are going to be doing a motherfucking live show. Guys, it's going to be live. It's going to be amazing. Come. Yay. So it's going to be in celebration of our 50th episode. It won't be on our actual 50th episode because like a fucking dickhead, I'm going to be off running a marathon on the Great Ocean Road. Um, So I might be dead by then. (laughs) Who knows? But if I survive, (laughs) um, it'll be the 26th of May, Friday, the 26th of May at Ringo Bar in Brunswick, which is... Just the coolest, most beautiful little venue. They only opened, I think, at the start of last year. So it's a a record store slash bar. The people who run it have just been so kind and beautiful. And I won't give away too much right now, but we've got some really, really, really exciting ideas. It is a small venue, so tickets will be very limited. Um, There will be a small fee, but everything, all of our... um, all the fees will be donated to a charity. So more details on that. Yeah.
1: TBC, but and we're going
0: to... Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, if anyone's got any suggestions for local charities that they think uh, would would be of interest or be something that we could potentially support, like hit us up, let us know. Um, yeah, we'd be keen to, to check that out. Yeah, totally. So we're going to have some of our... Um,
0: Favorite previous guests, some more little surprises, and it's just going to be a real good time. And so excited to meet some of you guys who we've maybe interacted with online or or not. Even if we haven't interacted with you at all, we would love to meet you and um, you know put some faces to our listeners. So mm-hmm. again, that's not not till the end of May, but um, May twenty sixth. Mark it in your diary. We will um, put the tickets up. Uh, you know, with a, a fairly long tale, so um, yeah, anyway, we'll let you know, but it's going to be awesome, and I'm so excited.
1: I know, I'm I'm. I'm realizing I'm riding the mania levels quite high today. Oh,
0: <laughs> did you hear my intro? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so, I feel like I have two settings, and the, the the one, today's setting is I'm like, oh my god, you guys are going to be amazing, you should come, you should come, it'll be so fun. The other part of me is like, yeah, or like, or whatever. Or like, don't, or like, don't. don't. Or like, like, don't. I don't have that setting. <laughs> I know (laughs) that's why this works that's literally why this podcast even exists
0: (laughs) that's not a surprise to you (laughs) oh gosh okay well that's it announcements complete so cool yeah very very exciting (laughs) um what
1: else Oh, mate, just need a nap. Now that's done. I know oh it's too God. much energy too early. I was the best. <clears throat>
0: this is like a mini version of my day
1: where I've peaked in the first five minutes. And now I'm back it's going to be of bedtime minutes. by two. I'm still waking up. This is like me coming so into sorry. the world. I'm so no, sorry. Do you know what? Um, minutes. we've been doing. This is there's no um segue. I'm just going to start talking about so something boring. else now. Um, <laughs> we've been so. The first part, very ex- uh, more exciting news. So I am moving in with Tom, my partner. <laughs> 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 it's so fucking awesome yeah. and exciting. And yeah, so I'm moving in with him at the end of the month. And obviously with any big life change, there's layers to that. Yeah. And the predominant one is one of love and excitement. And I just can't wait. Like he's just the most fun fucking human. So I can't wait for that. But then at the same time, it means leaving my house share, which is truly like being the happiest home ever. Like in my life, I, I love it. I love it so much. And knowing it's one of those weird, like a house share is such a weird contract because it's always temporary. Like that is, it's like a contract that is underwritten by an understanding, a mutual understanding that we will all leave and that success is not the three of us living together for the rest of our lives right yeah but it's still such a strange thing to get to that moment and we've been posting the um the advert for the replacement housemates and it is great like i've been so excited to talk to you about this oh wow tell me everything so many layers to this okay so first off just for a sense of what the melbourne like house share market is like currently I posted the ad at around midday on Wednesday on just Fairy Fluss. So Facebook not even going into any of the there's like specialized apps like housemates and flatmate Finders mm-hmm. and stuff. So literally just on Fairy Fluss for a first pass to see like, are there any bites? Bear in mind when we did this a year ago to to replace a previous housemate when we found Phoebe, who's the best, um, we had I think six responses and four interviews. It was It was a stressful time and Phoebe was the fourth interview and we were like, fuck yeah. Thank God. Cool. Done. Okay. So this time around, a year later, posting that ad within… That was midday. By the time it was… By the time I was home in the evening sitting around the kitchen table with the girls, we'd had over 50 responses. (gasps) Five zero. Five zero responses. Which we then went through. We set up meetings mm. with five of them, so that was like a ten percent. Because obviously, of those fifty, half are just like a straight up no. I mean, like in, in, just in terms of we wanted a girl or, or someone sure. like femme or female identifying or non-binary, basically. Yeah. So, so that was kind of helping us sift through. And then there was just a, there were couples applying, You know, there's like you you kind of you've got weirded your non-negotiables. Now. Yeah, yeah, but then you've got like a whole pool of people who are just who are like fine, and like seem like nice enough people. But now yeah. you it's basically like, it's the part of you that gets activated during online dating. Where in the beginning, I think we were drunk on power. Like we were so heady with this idea of like all of these applications and it's so fun. You get rid of that. And then, and then the ones that work are like, seem like fucking awesome people. Like they're just so many cool, nice, fun people out there. So then that's like the peak of it. And then you kind of, You go over the cusp, you go over the top of the hill and it's just like, oh my God, is everyone interchangeable? Does everyone quote unquote, you know, everyone's like, oh, I love spending time with housemates after work, but also value privacy. Love a glass of vino on a Friday after work. Love camping, love hiking, love the occasional part. Like, like every there's just like, oh my God, are we all the same human or is everyone interchangeable at some point? Well, also like there is...
0: Exactly like I imagine with a dating profile, there is a certain amount of self-editing that you are obviously going to do. Like if you love going out and getting shit-faced, you are not putting that on your rental application. Exactly. You know what I mean? So maybe you're like glass of vino on a Friday is legitimately a glass of vino. Or maybe it's like, it's I ketamine. love to get hammered. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. Right. Like it would be nice if we could all be like a little more Morris, but also I'm not sure like how you would, if you're like, oh, someone's got the like gold like yes. put that in their thing they're going to be that times 100
1: 10. you're like it's actually not even about your lifestyle choices but it's like yeah. if you lack the social awareness to know that that's an inappropriate thing to put yeah, in an that's application right. that's, that's right. a bigger red flag
0: exactly or if we're thinking that like saying a couple of glasses of wine means getting hammered then if you're saying getting hammered it's like well
1: what the fuck <laughs> does that
0: mean man <laughs> yes. you know what i mean like that's
1: terrifying <laughs> there was one guy sorry just but like who 100% was like hey I'm 35, but actually more like like a 21 year old. Was his opener proud of that? Right? We're a hard no. We're straight. We're like not even reading the rest of this. That is such a weird thing to say and be proud of. And well, this is it. I'm like, am I?
0: I guess it would depend on the context in which it was said, like the rest of the paragraph or whatever. But like, am I impressed by the self awareness of it, or
1: am I like, do you think this is? A good, like, did he, do you yeah. think he thought it was a good thing? I mean, that was the openness. So, yeah, I mean, I guess what we were supposed to take from that is like, I'm kind of carefree and, and playful. But what I got from that is like, right, if you're 35 and behave like you're 21, what the fuck were you doing in those intervening 14 years? <laughs> like,
0: what? Yeah. To me, that just says I'm a mess.
1: Yeah. 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 I was like, there's already one mess housemate, <laughs> sir. <laughs> and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh my God.
0: Okay. So so what then is the next part of the process? Like, do you just do a billion interviews? Because the other thing is, oh no, sorry. No, like no, 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 say first.
1: no. Okay. okay. <laughs> sorry. I was just gonna ask too many questions in the one go. That's all. I'd love to get to them. I love yeah. it. So the next step. So that was that was 50 on the first day. By the time I'd woken up the next morning, there were another 35. So yes. many. Okay. And this is the thing with like the dating point is like at some point you have to know that there are more than one person who's the ideal fit and it's like holding that knowledge and being like yeah at some point you know we've scheduled five interviews on sunday already out of 50 this is not five of like there were only five applicants and we're seeing them all these are like five who every single one of those women i would fucking love to be friends with like they all seem awesome the one has a dog it's a corgi called honeymoon she wins. She, how cool is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. And I've just solved your problem. Dog. It's so fucking cool. They all seem so right. So it's yeah. like, at what point do you now open the the next 35 applications, right? Yeah. Because 10% of those will be equally amazing. But now that means we'll have eight interviews of, I mean, like maybe some of them, maybe even at 50% being a, an easy no, that's still four or five people who we could, have, well, not we, I won't be there, but like who the girls could live with really happily. Yeah. At what point are you just okay with, like, how do you make that choice? I guess that the thing is, it just,
0: you have to make a decision and they're going to be multiple decisions. I mean, I guess the, the lucky thing is, that you've got a, a pick of a bunch of people that would all be great, it sounds like, yeah. or all potentially be great, which is a good position to be in rather than settling for someone you're like, well, they don't seem like a murderer. This will be fine. <laughs> On a scale of one to
1: 10, 10 being very murdery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you rate yourself? And that guy's like 21 years old. He's <laughs> like, right, quite murdering.
0: <laughs> Moderate. Oh my, have I ever told you about um, when I used to work at a market research call centre? No. Very quick sidebar. Love it. It was the worst job I've ever had and I quit very dramatically by like writing a postcard, a post-it note that said I quit with a frowny face and putting it on my keyboard <laughs> on my computer and then leaving and never coming back. Iconic. Yeah, it was. That's amazing. It, was, it became folklore <laughs> of
1: that call centre. I like how you put the little frowny face like – like a foreshadowing of your future career, exactly. You were like visuals are very powerful communicators when <laughs> and paired also, with words.
0: Just thinking, like make, make it cute, you yeah, know, a little fun. And I went direct. It was eleven a.m. I went directly across the road to the pub and had a beer, and then went to get money out, and I had nothing in my bank account. And I was like, maybe I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> 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 anyway, I live to tell the tale. But the point, the point being. It was, oh my God, it was so brutal. So you had to call, I mean, there were a bunch of different surveys that you would do. So it would depend a little bit on who, what the particular survey was in terms of the format. The best ones were ones that you weren't cold calling was when you were calling someone to ask about their experience with a specific person. Those ones were okay because usually people either loved them or hated them. Either way, they were happy to talk to you, which was good. But that was almost none of them. Most of them we're like cold calling businesses to do like 20-minute surveys mm-hmm. on things like office paper. Like people don't oh, – th- like things that people off. are just not passionate. Yeah. Like they don't – they're like, I don't know, man, I just get whatever fucking paper is at the shops and it's fine. Yeah. But you had to read the, um, the thing, the scale – For every single question, oh my god! You know, I guess because like that was part of their like research ethic or whatever. So you'd have to have every single question. There'd be like forty questions on a scale of one to ten, where one is the least and ten is the most, or whatever. How would you rate your experience of blah blah blah? And you had to say that every time. And of course, by like question five, the person would be like, "I get the scale. Don't like you don't have to read it every time." And you'd be like. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I have
1: to rate it every time. And they're already doing you a favor. They're like, listen, I'm already trying to be cool, but meet me halfway here. Come on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was the most soul destroying, horrifying job I have ever had.
1: Yeah. Do you, this is vaguely tangential, but have you, have we spoken about the scale of one to 10, but you're not allowed seven as an option? No. It's, so, it's such a simple thing that I heard somewhere ages ago. And it's been, honestly, it's life-changing. I mean, in a very small way, but still. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you rate something 1 to 10, but you're not allowed using 7. And it becomes very quickly, because 6 and 8 mean very different. Like, they immediately give you mm. the information you need. How was that experience? 7 out of 10. You're like, fuck, that doesn't tell me anything. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cause, yeah.
0: Cause- Six is like slightly
1: above average. Yeah, but probably wouldn't. Six is very clearly it wasn't anything special. Yeah. Eight is like, no, this was good.
0: I think six is almost like it's you. it wants to be a five, but you don't want to say yeah. mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you would exactly. say five, but saying six is like, exactly. I'll give you a little
1: bonus point.
0: So exactly. it doesn't seem brutal. So
1: yeah. yeah. On a but scale of one to 10, but you can't use seven.
0: Well, I should call up um, TNS call center or whatever the fuck they were called and say, Add, hey, I've got an idea for you guys. Add it to the already incredibly long preamble. There's now like a new rule. I can't imagine a world in which they're still in business, but I mean, who knows? I don't know. I get spam calls like three times a day. Yeah, true. I don't answer my phone unless I'm expecting a phone call. Yeah. Because of that and being scared of the phone. <laughs> that and also not wanting to. I'm not wanting to. But it is good that I also now have a legit reason that if I say that to people, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. spammers, yeah, yeah, spam calls. I totally get it. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's uh, that's what it is.
1: You can get those apps where it blocks calls or people upload, but the, the software is changing the numbers that they're calling from all the time. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a way you could just set your phone to only receive phone calls from numbers you already have saved. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me because the the sound, well, firstly, I
0: never have my phone off silent because I'm not a psychopath who does
1: that. (laughs) That would be crazy. Crazy. Only my dad. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yours and mine both. Um, But it's not, like, I'm so accustomed to that as a thing. It actually is just like a thing my phone does a few times a day. It doesn't bother me at all. Like I'll, I'll like I answered my phone to people who I know or calls I'm expecting. But other than that, it's like, yeah, it just like buzzes a few times a day. And that's just part of
1: its phone business. It's just hard work. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry about that big tangent. Let's go back to housemates because I'm very (laughs) I'm very interested in this. (laughs) I know. So yes. So a few things. At some point you have to just make a decision. They have to just make a decision and be like it, it does, it. the other options, so we went for option A, options B, C, D, E, F, actually they just don't matter anymore because you can only choose one. There can only yeah. be one. Yeah.
1: we were like, so maybe like, let them go, you know what I mean? Bunk beds in, bunk beds in the room, <laughs> just bring all of
0: them. I'll tell you, so I've got limited experience with this situation because while I lived in a few different share house, there were most share houses. They were mostly with friends, so they were mostly with people I already knew. But my two experiences with finding housemates were very different. So the first time I had found two people on what, like whatever website existed at the time. I was probably on Gumtree or something, I guess. I don't remember. Um, and just happened to work out perfectly. Didn't know them at all. But they were both just gorgeous. The three of us all got along really well. It was just really good luck, I think, as much as anything else. And so then I was kind of cocky because it had worked out so well and was just so easy the first time that when Matt, one of our housemates moved out and Ella and I were interviewing for the next one. And I got like, I remember doing a fair few, like having a fair few people over, but we just did them like in a chunk on a night. Yeah. And I think we were getting, like, progressively drunker as people came around. <laughs> so it so was like, I'll have a glass of wine with everyone who comes over. Um, I was, like, 24 at the time. Um, but, yeah, I think I was almost, like, too free and easy with it at this point because I'd had this excellent experience that the girl who ended up moving in, like, she just seemed, like – Yeah, she seemed lovely. She seemed fine. It seemed like a good fit. And she was an absolute fucking monster. Like a night, like I didn't know these people existed like that Ah. much of a nightmare. Um, But there was absolutely no way of telling that (laughs) based on either her
1: application or her interview. Oh
0: my God. Unless I was drunker than I remember. (laughs) I love
1: love this cautionary tale that's basically, but, but actually that's, that's exactly what it feels like now because we were like I said when we interviewed for Phoebe there were four people that came in she was the fourth the first three were like certifiably crazy like one of the guys (laughs) like he came in and like came in and basically only spoke about the fact that he'd lost about 50 kilos and like gotten super into fitness and the entire interview was like him telling us about all the like Fitzpo that he was gonna bring to the house, like we were gonna go on drugs together. Like, if he had known me and Tali, absolutely the wrong angle. Uh, couldn't be a worse angle. We're like, get the fuck out. Like, go. Not like what a nightmare to live with. Wow. I was like, no. I mean, for someone, for some for the right person, that's that would be a dream. But like neither of us wanted that. We were like, no, we want someone who we can like drink wine with and watch prison documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think also, like whether that's your
0: thing or not, the personality of someone who's coming into a house with people he doesn't know with such strong yeah. assumptions about what's good for them. Yes. I think that would be intolerable that's, whether you're into fitness or
1: a not. Hundred that's exactly it. It's like it's not everyone has their thing and their house, they're your housemates. They're not your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Like you don't need to be into their stuff, but you need to be gauging like what is their level of social awareness and ability to read the room when they come in yes. cold. Yeah, and like how hardy. And I've been on the wrong fucking end of that dynamic as well, like when I was younger living in London. Like I think about the places that I interviewed for and did not hear back from and like I completely understand why. Yeah. For that exact reason.
0: Yeah. And actually that I mean that's the kind of like <clears throat> metric or, you know, the sort of, sort of um, evaluation. It sounds so fucked when you're talking about a human, but you have to have some, some structure yeah. around it, right. To help you decide that it's actually not about like, whether they like runs or not, or wine or not, or art or not. It's about that thing. Like, do they have that social yeah. thing, that social awareness
1: that means that they will be an easy, kind person to yeah. live with. Yeah. I actually thought of you reading one of them and she's one that is on the short list because she was, you know, obviously people will mention stuff around privacy, giving people space is, is a big one. And then also cleanliness comes in as well as a factor, of course. And she added, she was like, I'm a, you know, very respectful of people's space, um, general kind of cleanliness. And also, um, I can't think quite how she phrased it, but basically energy. And she acknowledged the role of like, you also bring energy into the house. And I know you and I spoke about that responsibility that people have in a relationship of like, you hold the room, you hold the space. Like, of course, you can go through dark times. You don't have to be on the whole time. You don't always have to be smiling and chipper. But you do kind of need to take ownership for the fact that the way you show up is going to affect the people around you. Yes. And I really, it was really interesting and cool seeing someone acknowledge that. And I was like, yeah, abs- that, that, I mean, you, you don't know till you meet the person, but I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool.
1: Mm. Yeah, that is important. And yeah,
0: that's it. it's not saying you can't have your days where you're just like, I hate everything and everyone, yeah. but just like stay in your room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> or, and, or just, and also just be aware that you are doing that. And you're like, yeah, you absolutely have the right to do that. But if it's been six months of that. Yes. Also yeah, yeah, fine. Exactly. But like, are you, are you taking are you going to therapy are you at least doing your best to work it out and if not are you asking for help or support or, or whatever you don't have to be perfect but just self-aware enough to know that also yeah we we affect yeah, each other that's right um
0: so two questions do you have an evaluation system <laughs> oh my
1: god <laughs> it's i think this is why it started feeling like so icky yeah. in that online dating way because in the beginning, it's 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 the excitement and it's the newness. And I was honestly, I was like falling in love with half of these people. I was like, fuck, she sounds amazing. Or like, so interesting. That's so cool. People are telling you about their jobs and their interests. And it's just so haiti and and exciting and fun. But then after a while, I think it's just the repetition of it. And just how quickly you flip from… Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I would totally be best friends with her. And then the next one's like, no, fuck it. No, her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it just started
1: feeling… Oh, I don't know. Matt. By the end of it, um, Tali was out, so it was it was me and Phoebe, and we just it just got. Wh- By the end of it, we put the phone down and we were looking at each other. and We were like, "I f- I feel weird now. Yeah, like I don't feel good. It's not fun anymore." No,
0: <laughs> well, I think we've spoken about this before. Is that it's a real, <laughs> it's a really specific thing. That's it's different from like a job interview. It's like someone evaluating your. Personality, essentially. Yeah. So it's it is it's really brutal to be,
1: you know. Yeah. yeah. And and not to be knowing, trying to. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. But and and that's the thing is like we I feel like we spend so much time trying to cultivate an awareness around how dangerous it is to make snap judgments about people, and here is an exercise where you have to make to a degree snap judgments because yeah. interviewing eighty five people. Is insane. Yeah. Although sidebar, I was like, we need to create some kind of Hunger Games scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there has to be a TV show in this. Like there's oh, totally. absolutely just because also the way that we've done it now, and I I love how much potential this has for disaster. <laughs> Is on Sunday, we now, I think it's, I think we're up to seven interviews on Sunday mm-hmm. um, wow. and no more. That's, that's it. it. like, if we can't find someone, then we just need to burn the house down and go yeah. our <laughs> separate ways. But, um, it's seven. It's like on the hour, but all you need, so it means you've got to do the interview in kind of half an hour to 45 minutes and get that person out of that door, check in with each other and there'll be a new person.
0: Oh my, you guys are going to be so fucking tired. you are going
1: to be so tired. I think probably whoever is the third person we interview is just going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Cancel the rest of them. You seem fine. Or or not even that. It'll be like the the first two will be like the warm-up act. The third, they like primed you. The third person comes in, you have a great cup of tea. And then from that point, you're so socially fatigued. I'm like, how is the sixth person? How do they stand a chance? How do people do this? What's fair? I don't know.
0: The only thing I can think to reference Alice is my deep knowledge of RuPaul's drag race. (laughs) (laughs) If we're going a sort of reality TV competition format. So usually on the season, there'll be some sort of challenge. There'll be like a roast challenge or a stand-up challenge where all of the queens have to do do something, say like a five-minute set of something in a show as their main challenge for the week. I'm getting to a point, I promise. I love it. So the The structure of the show is that in every episode, there's a mini challenge and a main challenge. And usually the winner of the mini challenge, which is usually just something silly like a game or whatever, will get some sort of prize for that, which will be like choosing the order that people go in or choosing the roles that people get in a scene and that kind of thing. So there's always a lot of pressure in those sort of challenges where say it's a stand-up challenge, right? So each of the queens has to go and do say five minutes of stand up. And the person who has the responsibility for programming the order of things, because there's pros and cons to everything. And usually most people say, I want to go in the middle, right? Because that feels like the safest place, but you can also get lost in the middle. Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: if you're a strong start or a strong finish, Mm. it will work in your favor. But if you're not strong, that will also, like, that could be really, really bad because then that's the last thing they remember yeah. is you fucking it up. It also depends on who goes before and after you. You know? So yeah. obviously, like, you don't know who they are, so you can't, you can't program it in a, in such a way. But all I'm saying is so many of those things in this scenario aren't in your control. You can't control the order in which, yeah. I mean, you can't, but you don't know anything about yeah, them, so yeah. it's not within your power. But all of those things will affect how you feel about each of those people, and you actually you
1: you won't be super conscious of it. I for those exact reasons, I like this stresses me out so much. Like it makes me feel already just so anxious, and I I also hate the idea. Like I just hate. I could. Ne- it's why I could never have like a managerial position, or or like just the thought of choosing a thing, knowing that seven. people, I mean, maybe wait. I was gonna say that power of like choosing between seven people who all want to be in the house. Maybe they come to the interview, they see the house, they're like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, I'll like, see ya. No thanks. And then, well, that, I mean, <laughs> next
0: week's episode is just me crying. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it would be to that dramatic extent because your house is lovely and your housemates are lovely. But there might also, yeah, for sure, be people who from their side are like, actually, this doesn't feel like the right fit for me. That's
1: completely an option that's available to Yeah, Well, I feel like the person with a dog called Honeymoon has got a distinct advantage. She's got my vote. Fucking. (laughs) I'm just saying it right now for the record. I was sitting there looking at Maggie and I was like, oh God, like why did I I fail you? I gave you this fucking boring ass name. (laughs) Actually, it was Clayton. Did I tell that it's his mom's name? That my ex named our dog after his mom.
0: (laughs) Dude, it's so His mom's... (laughs) Alive.
1: His yeah. mom's alive. I don't know if that makes it well. better or worse. She's world, alive actually. and well. I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't think that he. Makes
1: it better if word. it makes it slightly better. So she's Margaret. Yeah. Maggie for short, but she's not known as Maggie. Like a, like a few family members might call her Maggie, but she's known as Margaret. So like the link wasn't obvious. He didn't know he was doing it at the oh, time. Oh my
0: God. Okay. 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 Does okay. that make it better? Yes, that makes it... It's so much... Because you said he named our dog after his mum. That is so much weirder. That is so much weirder to be like, here's
1: this beautiful little puppy. Let's name it after mum. Oh my God. That's wild. The bit, uh, my mum's name is Angela and I just love the thought of like a puppy called Angela. I love that too. She sounds like she works in like HR. Yeah. Like, my, my dog's in middle management. <laughs>
0: getting some little glasses. Aww. Um that's wild. No, that is heaps better that he did wasn't doing it intentionally. All right. Well, still. It's not as fucking cool as honeymoon. So. It's definitely not. No, that's that's true. Um, well, keep us updated. I'm very invested now in. to see how this goes. Yeah. Do you have to do seven on the one day? That feels
1: very intense to me. Uh, but I think I think it's like the toss-up between just also like wanting to rip the band-aid off and be yeah, like, if we can yeah, solve this true. on Sunday. It means we've got like it's that whole variable because yeah. the weird thing with moving, it's like all of the emotional stuff of like leaving friends and family and those big changes. But also for them, they need to know that like they've got the housemate sorted. She's going to be all cool and fun and… <laughs> oh, you're getting the little <laughs> jelly, chills. <gels. laughs>
0: Someone's taking your place in the Ooh, coven. Slime. It's fine. Um… You'll, I mean, certainly my experience with housemates has been like, it's not, that is a special bond that remains if you, yeah. if you had it, if yeah. you, like you guys do, if you were family, you remain family. Oh no,
1: like yeah. I, I kind of, it, it's really more um, in jest. Like I think I, I would have expected myself to feel a little bit jealous. Like that's what I would have anticipated for myself, but I don't. And I think it's just feeling so secure in those relationships and yeah, they'll, they'll change. And I fucking, I, I know they'll find someone amazing and that that will be a different thing. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like family. Like it, if anything, it means yeah. when we hang out now, it'll be more intentional instead of those kind of in between times. And
0: yeah, you just get all the yeah. good bits too, which is nice.
1: Can you tell me though, back to when you were like the person, the second person that you interviewed yeah, who turned out to be not, a great human yeah (laughs) yeah okay so like in in what like as in to Um, live with or actually just like as a person as as a person and
0: to live with i don't want to go into too much detail about it actually but she was she was just awful like she was mean she was cruel we found out um so that that her dad had been sending her money she didn't have a job Refused to get a job but the and was living off money that she was being sent from her parents. But just like using it to go out and party and not paying rent. Whoa. <clears throat> and she was fuck. my age. She was like 25. So not like oh. 18, you know, definitely old enough. Old enough to have a fucking job and old enough to know better. Um, she also had the same name as my other female housemate. So people thought that it that our landlord thought that it was her that was not paying the rent. It was awful, like, and and just no remorse about any of it. We essentially got called. I've been living in this house for three years. Got a call from the real estate agent who... For the most part, left us alone because the house was an absolute (laughs) shithole. So they're like, "Well, you know, that's that's going to be the tenants that we get in this shithole." Don't don't
1: poke the beehive. Yeah,
0: exactly. But ended up getting a call saying essentially we're within our rights to evict you immediately because the rent hasn't been paid for like months and months, and we just didn't know because they were calling and talking to the housemate with the same name, thinking they were talking to the person on the lease. Yeah, it was, re- it was real fucked up. And she also just, like, she was really mean to some of um, our friends and some the, this is around the time that I met Dan too. So I moved out of that house when she was there and in with Dan. That was, yeah. like, the timeline on it. Um, yeah, she just turned out to be a real fucking evil cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and just no, no self-awareness, no... Yeah, remorse when she, you know, like imagine the feeling of like your home shithole as it was, it was still my home for yeah. three years. That was so <sighs> terrifying to me to get a call out of nowhere to be like, we yeah. can kick you out anytime time yeah. now, and for her to be like, sorry, my God, sorry. Yeah, it was wild to me. I mean, hopefully she's grown up a bit and and learned some lessons, but um, I doubt it. <laughs> she- <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, that is, that is what I think though, like with those things, you you usually try or I kind of have to hope that humans are mostly good. And I do think that, and usually you can trace back bad choices or bad behavior to some kind of fear or whatever. But just the idea of like the idea of someone's parents sending them money and then like what a gift that is. Like what a fucking yeah. amazing gesture of like if, you know, not everyone's parents are in the position to do that and people whose parents are don't necessarily, like there are a million ways that dynamic can play out and for someone to to know that they are so loved, that there are people elsewhere sending them something to keep them safe and to take that for granted to that degree is
0: So interestingly, by contrast, my other housemate who was much younger, she was only 19 and she was studying full time. She was also being supported by her parents, but she had, like, couldn't have had a more opposite approach to it. Like, Mm. she was so aware of how lucky she was to be able to do that. She was so grateful. She was so responsible and careful with her money. She wouldn't, you know, like, if she didn't have money to go out, she wouldn't go out. Crazy. Um but she'd work during the holidays when she could like it was just the absolute complete opposite end of the scale when she's like i know that most people don't get to yeah. do this i'm so lucky that my parents are in a position where they can support me and pay my rent give me a little bit of living money while i'm studying full time that i'm going to do everything i can in the meantime to yeah yeah to to do my best with my study to work where i can and just generally like be a, a kind, grateful yeah, <laughs> human being crazy. in the world. Yeah. So having the direct contrast between the two of them
1: in the same house with at the, the same, same name. Time, with the same name was wild. Yeah. Oh my god. So this has just reminded me of something that I had completely forgotten, but it's the it just this blew my mind. It was maybe three years ago, one of my cousins was getting married. So she's based in the UK. Um, and she was getting married in South Africa. And because of basically just like booking the venue and organizing the the logistics of it, it was way easier coming from within South Africa. So she was working with her best friend who is still based, I think in Cape Town. Like I'm going to mess up some of the details, but the gist of it was basically she and her friend, I think was just out of work. So this was like her maid of honor. So she would transfer money to the maid of honor who would then pay for the wedding related stuff so it was yeah, so it okay. was just easier and mm-hmm. she was kind of the maid of honor's like speaking to the venue speaking to the wedding planner speaking to the caterers and blah 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 so they organize this whole thing it's like a wine farm wedding so it's big money and um you know the uh, cousin arrives they had this beautiful day and i can't remember i oh fuck i wish i could remember how it happened but it was the it was a day after the wedding and i think the maid of honor had left her her phone or her laptop something but basically the bride realized that each time the maid of honor had been sending her a quote she'd been photoshopping the numbers on it yeah and like thousands of rands (gasps) thousands and thousands of rands she'd stolen from her best friend and it was like like she discovered this the day after her wedding the day after she's been sitting next to this person on this like massive fucking day of her life like the degree of betrayal so heartbreaking. Like, it was so fucking heartbreaking for her. You're like, how like how do you look at someone in the eyes, like someone that you love so much? And there were reasons. I mean, I can't remember what they are now. And, you know, again, it was, she had gone through some stuff. There was, like, there was stuff, but it was also just like, fuck you. At some point, you were fleecing your best friend. Like, yeah. if you needed that help, ask for that help. But, like, there's a moment that you're Photoshopping Numbers on an invoice to send to this person. Like you have those. Fucked. That
0: does make it particularly fucked, doesn't it? Like thinking of that. Like that's something that takes like time yeah. and precision. Exactly. And like matching fonts. And yes,
1: exactly. Like that's not
0: something that is like a... Oh, I'll just like put an extra zero yeah. on this on this keyboard and send it off. Yeah. And, or I oh got oh,
1: I, I got one quote and it came in less and I didn't correct it and I know I did the wrong right. thing. I did the wrong thing, but like fuck, it kind of, you know, like it wasn't one mistake that snowballed. It was like a strategy.
0: It's so I sucks. can't
1: imagine.
0: It, it does make me feel better about <laughs> Because when you think of like, oh, man, like the things that we beat ourselves up about and we think, oh, like, I, you know, I could have done that better or, you know, was this the right move for this? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, there are people out there fucking fleecing their best friends yeah. on their wedding day. Yeah. Maybe I'm fine. Yeah, that is literally, it's like
1: you can't even, that's the stuff you couldn't even put in like a book or a movie because it yeah. would set, it would sound made up. It's like yes. not only are you fucking stealing from someone, you're stealing from your best friend. Not only are you stealing from your best friend, you're doing it on her wedding day. Yeah. Like no. No. Yeah, anyway. It's it's
0: horrifying. <laughs> Just on that happy yeah. note. <laughs> but anyway, most people I'm sure are good. you don't have a horrible. <laughs> I honestly like that situation was so terrible with that housemate that yeah. like I don't think there are many of her that exist yeah. in the world. Like it's so unlikely that that. Yeah. Something I, like that would happen.
1: I honest. And again. Like I think that exactly. Like everyone's got this stuff. When you live with them. Not everyone's great at doing the dishes. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah. But like having. Living with an actual sociopath. Yeah. Is, just,
0: your chances are low. They are very low. And also I feel like. You. Like when I was saying before. Like there was just absolutely no way of knowing. There is just absolutely yeah. no way of knowing. Yeah. So it doesn't. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> like there's no point In worrying yeah, about yeah, it Yeah ex- yeah exactly There's nothing you could do To mitigate that damage no. So like no, You, you I just have so. to roll the dice Yeah But it, it's weird It's like dating Except instead of The stakes being like How did this meeting go Should we meet again It's like How did this meeting go Do you want to live with me Do you want to
0: move into my?
1: <laughs> it's crazy Yeah it is crazy but Like it took me a year To decide that with Tom Who I know <laughs> Now we're gonna decide <laughs> yeah. that With someone we've met For like half an hour <laughs>
0: it'll be fine people do it all the time and most people don't get murdered so you know oh have you oh it's probably not the time to start watching it what's that um that documentary series like the world's worst housemate or what's it called i saw
1: it on netflix yeah don't watch
0: it now. (laughs) watch it once the whole process is over yeah yeah but it's a good bit of trashy uh true crime i enjoyed it some of it's real fucked though some of it's Like the good kind of fucked and some of it's like, oh, that's proper awful.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big true crime fan at all. I just don't. It's not. I don't get it. But
0: I quite enjoy it when it like I don't seek it out. But if I happen across it, I always quiet. If I happen across a, a
1: crime, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> you just you just step over the body, and you're like, oh, that wasn't minded. Yeah, that was all right. Not what I ordered, but fine. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take
0: it. Hey, before we um, wrap up, I wanted to chat to you about something I thought was really interesting on our um, Instagram stories this week, last week, this will be coming out. So every Thursday we do like an interactive story of some description where we ask a question. And um, that morning I'd been at a graphic recording gig. The client, were well, absolutely, perfectly lovely. I'm not trying to um, hang shit on them in any, any shape or form. But it was just a funny thing that happens um, relatively often when <laughs> – Something I'm sure it's meant as a compliment, but it's like no, like the the feelings in your heart are coming out in your voice. <laughs> it was sent to me like, oh, you look very creative, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it does feel like a bit of a fucking burn, you know. And these it's again, like lovely people, but like very, um, I would say, sort of like proper middle class, quite you know wealthy
1: like conventional down very the conventional lots of
0: like bayesian scarves yeah. and things and again lovely but it got me thinking about that that thing and like what's what's intended as a like i certainly don't think she intended it as an insult but just the way that it came out was like i can I can feel your kind of slight discomfort with this. Yeah, it sounds
1: very school y
0: It was exactly, that was exactly it. So it wasn't, she wasn't like, ew, this is gross, I don't like this. But it was something like, this is a little, and I was not wearing anything crazy, by the way. I think it was mainly my glasses, <laughs> <laughs> right? I think I was just wearing black <laughs> other than that. Um, and purple lipstick,
1: I guess. But, um, I mean… I lo- you're like I was just wearing these bright pink geometric leopard print glasses and also purple <laughs> lipstick, but I don't know where she got that from.
0: But well, what I'm saying is, I wasn't wearing like tutu and a bra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, were like- at full capacity, <laughs> <laughs> like I do on a Saturday night. Um, but yeah. So then on the on the stories, I sort of posed the que- like I told that little story and posed the question, like what sort of backhanded compliments have you received? And what I found so fascinating about it is that most of them, when I looked at them, I'm like, oh, but that is a compliment. Like someone saying, um, like someone saying to you, oh, like that dress is really flattering or you're so bubbly. So what I find really interesting about that is there is something that is happening in these people's own brains. Like Mm -hmm. with me, like I would imagine me saying that to someone else, like, oh, you look very creative. They're like, well, that's but that's a good thing, right? Like why are you kind of a little insulted or uncomfortable about that? It's because it's revealing something about me, my past, my thought yeah. patterns, potentially my imposter syndrome about being a creative working in a more corporate space, right? That I'm interpreting that yeah. as a little like low key read when it was not intended that it was very obviously not intended yeah. that way. Um and then reading other people's versions of that. And and some of them were were like, oh, yeah, that's a very, like, very much a backhanded compliment. But most of them I'm like, oh, but either, like, I know the person, I'm like, that's true. <laughs> 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 like beautiful Dr. Marion Piper, thing, like, oh, you're always so bubbly. I'm like, well. Yeah, that checks yeah. out. <laughs> but that's, that's good, isn't it? But maybe there's something and she's like, oh, but uh, I don't know, we'll we'll, we'll ask Marion about it at the summit, but maybe yes. it's something around like, oh, you know, well, actually I work really hard to bring this energy or whatever the mm. thing is. Um, or the flattering closing, maybe you're reading that as like, well, are you saying that I've got something that needs to be covered up?
1: Yeah, the- I I would probably, hearing that one, I think if someone said that to me, like flattering, I would put through the filter of like, it's, it's covering up something or hiding something or making something appear better than it really is. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be flattering. It would just be like, you look good. But wouldn't it depend so much on who was saying it (sighs) to you in what context? I know. And you're right because actually it's... I'm only saying that because that would clearly be triggering my own filter around that. I don't think that the person meant it that way, but it just depends on what insecurities you're carrying around. Exactly. To start off with. Because
0: I think... And I, I completely... I can... I can understand that completely from a, um intellectual, logical point of view. But I think like my gut reaction to that is fine. I'd be like, oh, this is flattering. Great, it's flattering. Yeah. That's nice. But it's just, yeah, whatever baggage yeah. you've got. Or like um, another one was based on like the work that she'd done. This is someone who's also a graphic recorder, so doing live illustration doing during a workshop um, that said that she had a unique perspective And I was like, well, that, but that sounds like a good thing, but maybe it could, I mean, obviously I didn't hear it. There could have been something about the tone, but maybe she was also just like feeling a little like unsure about it. So when they said that maybe it was meant as a compliment, but you were like, what are you saying?
1: I, I can totally, yeah. If the right person says that, then it makes you feel like what they're saying is your perspective is, is different and unusual and insightful and very special and amazing. But if the wrong person says it, it's like, oh, no, you've got it wrong. Like, because we unanimously agree that this is the case. You've done something completely different. Unique is our way of saying wrong.
0: Yes, exactly. But then also it could be the first thing that is with good intentions, but your side of it is interpreting it. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I just found it fascinating. Um, The other one was, again, another graphic recorder and them saying a client, a participant was like oh this is great oh i'm going to i'm going to take a photo to show my kids now that's something that i get a lot as well and it's cuz i was like oh classic uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah it's like It's so interesting because it is like, that is a sweet and kind thing. Like they were excited by it, but you can't help
1: but feel like it's a little condescending. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They're like, this is the level of your work is best appreciated by children. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But also I think like, you know, in conversations that I've had with like similar kind of conversations with people before, often it's actually more like, I'm going to show my kid who's into art that it's possible to have a career in art that's not just like
1: being a starving artist. And it's a hundred percent, it's a, I've had that one many times as well. And weirdly, I love that because I'm like, first, kids are way more interesting than adults usually. So I'm like, fine, if that's my demographic, like totally happy with that. (laughs) But also because it is exactly the kind of statement. I'm like, I can hear these words coming out of my well-intentioned mum or dad at a corporate event when I was a kid. Like, I, I can completely hear that and where it would have come from. I actually think that's
0: that exactly that did happen with my dad. This was the first I remember hearing of graphic recording long before I'd seen it in real life. Was Dad had gone, he used to work for an American company, and he'd gone to a conference in the States and they had someone there doing that. And I think he took photos. He certainly told me about it. And he'd obviously spoken to them about it. So he 100% would have been that dude. I think maybe I was i was either in, maybe not high school, maybe just out of high school. So like late teens, early 20s, probably. Um, oh, Maybe I could even have been in late high school. Anyway, doesn't fucking matter, Jessamy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he, he definitely would have been that person like, oh, my daughter loves art. What, what is this? Oh, isn't that just, I'll take a photo and I'll show it so to her. So creative. So <laughs> creative. Um, yeah, anyway, I just thought that it was, it really sparked a lot of interesting yeah. thinking for me yesterday, looking through all of these responses and and just feeling like so much is dependent on like, A, the the giver. <laughs> the deliverer yeah. of the um, compliment slash insult <laughs> and and the receiver. And sometimes those things will match up in a good way and sometimes they'll be really unbalanced. It's just there is so much scope for misunderstanding in the world and then like what is even
1: oh, true? Exactly. Who knows? And it just, first, first two things. Firstly, to say thank you for linking our podcast back to imposter syndrome there. <laughs> I'm like... Occasionally it happens It is tenuous (laughs) Tenuous at best And I love what you did there So thank you Um, But yeah Like it goes back to that thing That we've spoken about before Which is If you are trying to communicate With other people Flawlessly Like you will drive yourself Fucking crazy Exactly for this reason Because there will always be a filter That has to do with The way you deliver something With the best of intentions Could be hitting a trigger that causes a domino cascade in their head because once upon a time, a teacher made a jibe about something. And like your comment around someone being creative, which for that person might be the height of a compliment for someone who is maybe never been able to live into that version of their personality and aspires to that so much and admires it in people who are able to be more out there with their personality— they are delivering this gem of like, my God, I wish one day someone would say this about me. Yeah. But yeah, if it's if it's like a thing that you, I'm not saying you were bullied for it, but like for someone who, as an example was bullied for exactly that, that exact statement is just gonna, it's gonna land differently and it's no one's fault.
0: Yeah. It's and we kind of touched on this a little bit a few episodes ago in the the spilling the tea mm. episode, but and it's also something I was speaking to a friend about the other day, that in any sort of situation or conversation there's like three players or or perspectives there's your experience my experience and the truth Mm. and so and there'll be overlapping parts of all of those but he was talking in the context of like trying to work something out with his partner and being like okay the best thing we can do as a starting point is just like work out like true, like what is objectively true in this situation, then you can like, you can both have your feelings and perspectives about the stuff that sits outside of that because you can't help that, right? We're we're human beings. You're going to put your own layers of stories Mm. and meaning and stuff. But at least if you can both agree on what is objectively true about a particular situation, that's a really good starting point to then, you know, build useful conversations from.
1: Yeah, oh, I love that. I um, this is this is um, one I had this week. I went to the hairdresser, and then I arrived at my studio, and the girl that sits opposite me, who's so lovely, she's like, "Oh, have you just got your hair done?" And I was like, "Yes." And then there was kind of that moment. She's like, "Wow, it's so long." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like you know what? Mm. We've all done it. I was like, I've done that. Like, it's that weird game. I'm like, yep. I've been the person that's like, wow, is this your artwork? Like, "Mm, I love the frame. It's so square. (laughs) It's definitely there. (laughs) 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 It's just like, all right. Like there was just that moment where I was like, I can kind of choose between going down the bruised ego path or I could just like roll with this and be like, yeah, okay. Um, game recognizes game. We've all done this. That's fine. You don't need to have an opinion on this.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. This was a crack <laughs> at the gym the other day with my, uh, one of my beautiful new friends. Um, but we were just talking about ages, you know, we'd just met comparing ages or whatever. And it's like, how old are you again? And I said, 37, it was relevant to like the, uh, the conversation. And he said, Oh, but you look great for 37. Oh. And the woman next to me audibly gasped. She went, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mate, I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment. He did mean it as a compliment. Yeah, of course he did. I know that sounds like I'm clutching at, at straws, but it was, it was with good intent. Also, like, gay man not quite on the, like, that level of things in terms of <laughs> what's going to be the right thing to say in that situation, but um, yeah, that was a great one. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let this go, yeah. and I'm going to choose to take it as a compliment. And he's like, yeah. What, what do you mean? Like, yeah, of course, I'm, like, of course, it was a compliment. I'm like, yeah. okay, don't say just don't say the foot thirty seven part. Exa- Next time. But it is exactly
1: like, it's that crossroads thing of like you get to choose your response in that moment because like sometimes you can't read the person's intention and that's a different thing. But there are, there's a subclass of these moments that happen where it's like, you fucking know what the person meant. Yes, that's right. And like you can unpick it and repick it and like if you want to get worked up, there's always, there's material, right? Like you want, you want it to bum you out. You want it like get like righteously indignant about it. There's that, that is available to you at any time. But that just sucks. Like it sucks for everyone. Yeah,
0: you know, just like having the thought that though, so like in both of those examples, like it's just kind of funny, right? Like yeah. it's not, even if you chose to be offended by it, it's not, it's not awful. Like it's just, it's yeah. a funny situation, but choosing choosing to react well or react lightly at in those small examples is like practice. For when it happens in a way that's bigger and heavier. So it's like doing
1: your reps. Yeah, that's so, (laughs) that's exactly. You do, yeah, before you need to, yeah, before you need to call it in. I know that we have to go. Can I just tell you one more thing? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like, just have so many minor and unimportant things that feel very urgent to tell you. So I've been packing up my. Um, room and house to move in with Tom, and I found this book that my ex gave me. <laughs> just like I was like, "What is this?" And I took it out the bookshelf, and it's it's called "The Courage to Be Disliked." And I just had this. Amazing hang on, hang on. <laughs> this was a gift. It was gifted to me by my ex, and I just looked at it. I've never fucking read this thing, and I like clearly, you know, there is there is information there. There is feedback. Here is a person who knows me incredibly well. So for me to just discount that is a waste of information. And obviously I I do know that I have that very strong people pleasing streak. People matter a lot to me. How other people feel with me, around me, about me, like it does matter to me. Yeah. And in his opinion, that was too much and that's fine. And sometimes it is, but also sometimes that is just who I am. And I like people. I give a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. And it was just this moment of like, firstly, I was laughing so much at this like, the, the like passive aggressive uh, self-help book gifting move, which is so fucking, I was like, cool, well, thanks. And then also I was like, oh, it's a nice moment. And as you know, my ex and I are on, on great terms. But I just, I, it was so good. I like picked up this book that I've never fucking opened and put it straight in the fucking op shop pile. And I was like, you know what, mate? I have the courage to not read this fucking book. (laughs) Yes. I feel like that's an
0: amazing place to leave it on, but I just have one (laughs) follow-up question. Yeah. Do you remember for what occasion the gift was for? No, I've got nothing. Shouldn't have asked the question. What? Yeah. It was a great question. It was a a great question. Like, was that for your birthday? (laughs)
1: just like follow it up and like here's the courage to be disliked also I dislike you I, I hope you're ready for that <laughs> just preparing you for the inevitable happy yeah. yeah. birthday honey just- here's the thing no nah, it was it was I would have remembered if it was an occasion like it wasn't a birthday yeah, okay. or Christmas present it was okay. just like a but it was like, I do remember it being speaking of the double the double-handed compliment the backhanded compliment. it's like Oh my God, hey, I saw this thing at the bookshop and thought of you, which is truly one of the best sentences anyone can ever say to me. Like, buying me a book is the best thing you can do, and then pulling it out of his bag. And it's that. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear. What a move. What a move. Anyway. All right. That's it. I love you, Alice Edie. I love you, Um, Jess. Thanks for hanging and just so excited about all of these real fun, exciting things. Um, Remember to, yeah, go. The easiest way is to follow us on socials or sign up to our newsletter to be reminded of all of the cool things that we're doing. And um, we love you
1: and speak to you real soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Imposter Syndrome Club. Please follow us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're feeling extra kind, rate and review. Or if you got any insights or value from this, share with a friend.
0: You can also find us on Instagram at ImposterPod or online at ImposterSyndromeClub.com.